Hello and welcome to another episode of The Messed Up Gardener. My name is Esther Aiken, I'm your host for today and I'm absolutely buzzed to be here. Today we're coming live basically from Stratford, New Zealand. We are doing some chores at my parents' property and it is very, very cool to spend time with them but we are racing yet another weather bomb and we're trying to put some pavers down and look honestly it is starting to get really cold here we're supposed to be in the middle of summer and yet we are getting weather warnings all over the place so if you hear some random noises in the background again not my normal recording area and I apologize in advance it might be a bit of a shorty episode but I'm quite excited about today's topic so a few weeks ago I went and had lunch at a really lovely restaurant and ordered a plain chicken salad as did the friend I went with when we sat down to eat our lunch I noticed her picking off the little you know, bits of, well, parts of her salad. And when I asked her why she was removing these beautiful little flowers, her response said, well, they are for decoration only, aren't they? (laughs) And they are flowers, so who eats flowers anyway? Um, I had, a, I must admit, a, a really good giggle and proceeded, obviously, to eat my food, including the edible flowers. It really did get to me thinking about how such an industry has the potential to grow with more consumer education, though. So if my friend, who would be considered an educated woman, didn't know that you could eat the flowers presented on her salad then technically she will never also never purchase any edible flowers for home use. This is both from a garden centre, grow your own situation and or from buying it from a gourmet food provider. I found an interesting statistic that said that the global edible flower arcade is you know, valued at USD 317.9 million in 2022 I think I got those figures right and as potential customer uses become more educated on edible flowers the financial potential is absolutely endless so the consumption of edible flowers is not new it has a long history dating back thousands of years in ancient Rome you know roses were used to flavor wine and were also used in cooking in Indian cuisine marigold petals have been used for centuries to add color and flavor to dishes in medieval times violets were a popular ingredient in savory and sweet dishes in addition to their culinary uses edible flowers have also been used for medicinal purposes and traditional chinese medicine chrysanthemums have been used to treat a variety of ailments including headaches and fever in ancient greece lavender was used to soothe insect bites and as a sleep aid Today, edible flowers are still used in cooking and can be found in so many dishes, obviously including the salads like we had at the restaurant. Then there's the desserts and cocktails. They are prized for the unique flavors and their ability to obviously add that extra bit of color and visual interest to any food dish. But also, let's not forget the bakers in this you know, conversation as well. There are a variety of edible flowers that are commonly used in baking to add a touch of colour, flavour and, let's dare say it, elegance 
to a baker's creation. So some popular options include, like I mentioned, roses, lavender, violets, chamomile, and even the elderflower. So roses are often used in the form of rose water or rose petals to flavor cakes, cupcakes, and other baked goods. Lavender is known for its fragrant and slightly sweet flavor, which pairs really well, apparently, with lemon and honey. Honey. Who doesn't love honey? Violets are a popular choice for decorating cakes and cupcakes due to their vibrant purple colors and the delicate flavor. And we had little bits of sort of violets on our salad, so they really did create a stunning, stunning bit of color contrast on our boring old green salad. And Chamomile can be used to infuse desserts with a stubble, you know, stuff, stubble, stubble <laughs> flavor, you know, a bit of a floral flavor there. While elderberry is commonly used to make syrup that can be added to baked goods for, again, that unique, refreshing, sweet taste. But with all the environmental factors when using edible flowers and baking, it is very important to ensure that they are pesticide-free and of a good food grade standard. Additionally, it's always a good idea to obviously research the specific flour you plan to use to ensure that it is safe for consumption and wouldn't cause any adverse reactions. So edible flowers can be a fun, obviously unique way to add that burst of colour and a flavour to your meals as and as I was talking to my friend, she was asking a number of questions. So I figured I would throw some into this episode. Firstly, let's look at what an edible flower actually is. So edible flowers are, again, flowers that can be consumed safely. Some common examples include roses, violets, marigolds, and nasturtiums, borage, rosemary, basil, sage, you know, carnations, again, and there are many, many more. If you if you're interested, I do have a, a um, lovely nasturtium pesto recipe I'm happy to share. Just flick me a DM and I will get that through to you. The next question I was asked was, are all flowers edible? And clearly that answer is a resounding uh, no. Not all flowers are edible. Some flowers can be toxic or cause allergic reactions. So it's important, again, to research before consuming any flowers. I remember as a kid drinking the nectar out of the honeysuckle, honeysuckle flowers. My sister and I were fine, but one of the other kids broke out in hives. So clearly, everyone has different levels of tolerance. The generic ones you buy in the shops are generally good to go with minimal risk. Now, like all produce, prep is important. So let's have a look at that. Edible flowers should be washed and thoroughly dried before consuming. You can add them to salads, use them as garnishes, or even candy them for sweet treats. Make sure you harvest early in the morning if you have been growing your own, so they are still nice and turgid and not yet affected by the sun's heat. The more plump the flowers, the longer they last in the fridge. Again, make sure they are dry before putting them into storage. So the next question was, what do edible flowers taste like? The taste of edible flowers can vary depending on the flower, but they are generally mild and slightly sweet. Some flowers have a slightly bitter taste, like the nasturtium, which has a more peppery taste. All parts of the nasturtium can be eaten. The leaves make a great addition to a mixed leaf salad, but of all, they are very, basically out of all of the edible flowers, they are very easy to grow and a great plant to start the kids off well as well when, you know, the first time edible plants to grow. Edible flowers are not just for decoration. 
You can cook with edible flours. They can be added to soups, stews and sauces to add flavour and colour. Throw some rosemary flowers into your lamb roast or stuffing your zucchini flowers with a savoury mince and putting them through a slow bake. Talk about yummy. There are so many flowers out there that are so versatile to cook with to add that extra bit of spice to your meal. So what are some popular edible flowers? Some popular edible flowers include roses, pansies, violets, lavender and borage, which we've already talked about, and several flowers out there. But there are also a number of herbs that you are potentially already eating as part of your normal day-to-day, such as the rosemaries and the basils. A question my friend did ask me was, are edible flowers nutritious? So edible flowers can contain vitamins and minerals, but they're not necessarily significantly a source of nutrition. So again, they are more of a pleasure food. But that's not to say they are not extremely beneficial, So with, with many flowers having a lot of medicinal values. We covered this in the you know, next question a little bit earlier, and that is how long do edible flowers last? Edible flowers can last up to a week if stored properly in the refrigerator. Again, this depends on how and when you harvest the flowers and how dry they are when being stored. Some you can also dehydrate to store for a much longer period of time. The next question is a no-brainer, but I'm going to go there anyway, and it's can you grow your own edible flowers? Clearly, yes. Many edible flowers can be grown in your own garden. Just make sure to research which flowers are safe to consume. I love growing nasturtiums and hanging baskets. Their colour and growth patterns make for a fantastic display tasting amazing if you choose not to grow your own then the next question is where can you buy edible flowers edible flowers you can basically find them at some grocery stores specialty food stores and online retailers make sure to buy them from a reputable source and check that they are again safe to consume but for Pete's sake do not pick flowers from the side of the road I've worked in the roading vegetation side for the last 10 years and trust me some of the roadside contaminants are not pretty full of roading runoff from you know diesel spills petrol spills accident waste and of course herbicides okay now that we've covered an element of doom and gloom. The next point I would like to cover is the most sought after and the most expensive edible flower available, which is the saffron crocus. It is highly valued for its delicate taste, the fragrance, and obviously the bright orange color. Saffron is used in many dishes in the Mediterranean, Middle Eastern, and Indian cuisine, and it's also used in traditional medicine. It is harvested by hand from the crocus flower, and it is one of the most labor-intensive crops in the world, which explains its high cost. In addition to its culinary and medicinal medicinal uses, saffron is also used in perfume, cosmetics and dyeing textiles. While it may be expensive, a little bit of saffron does actually go a really long way, making it a very valuable addition to any food or beverage. One of my favorite beverages is a good cup of tea and as such I have thrown in a few tea recipes. One of the best flowers to use for making tea is chamomile as it has a light and refreshing taste and to make a cup of chamomile tea you need to gather about a tablespoon of dried chamomile flowers or about two tablespoons of fresh flowers. You place the flowers in a mug, pour boiling water over them and allow the flowers to steep for about five minutes then strain out the flowers and 
voila, you have a freshly brewed cup of chamomile tea. Another great option for a floral tea is rose petals. To make rose petal tea, you'll need to use fresh unsprayed rose petals, of course, and you gather about quarter of a cup of petals and then place them in a teapot or mug, pour boiling water over the petals and allow them to steep for about 10 minutes or so. You strain out the petals and enjoy that yummy rose-flavoured cup of delicious tea. Finally, you can also try making tea with lavender flowers. So lavender has a slightly floral and sweet taste, which makes for a lovely, obviously calming cup of tea. There are a number of different lavender varieties out there, so just make sure you've got the one that works really well for tea. And you gather about one tablespoon of dried lavender flowers or about two tablespoons of fresh flowers. So you place the flowers in a mug and pour boiling water over them and allow flowers to steep for about five minutes then strain out the flowers and enjoy. And again, everybody's different and reacts differently. So without trying, you won't know. And obviously the flavors aren't for everybody, but I do quite like those flavors. You can do the same with raspberries and blueberries and a lot of those, you know, yummy fruits and make some incredibly fruity teas. Now, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I know it's a bit of a shorty. Again, I haven't had a lot of time in this situation you know spending time with my parents has been awesome um if you do have any gardening questions please do reach out i'm going to keep compiling a list and every now and again i'll do an episode on a bunch of combined questions every week i do mention this if don't be shy let me know if you're needing some private coaching no matter what level from beginner to experienced reach out let's have a chat i have a few one-on-one gardening mentoring spots available Sometimes it really is just easier to accomplish a task or a project, having a gardening mentor and quietly holding you accountable to whatever tasks you set. Flick me a DM or email me and let's check to see how we can work together. My contact details, as always, are in the show notes. Don't forget to email or DM me for any one of my gardening freebies. And as always, I say, gardening can happen in any space and in any place and on any budget. Have an incredibly abundant week and I'll buzz you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear about your gardening adventures. Flick me a DM on Instagram at The Messed Up Gardener or send me an email and let's connect. Don't forget to check out my gardening reels on TikTok. If you are looking for some help planning your next garden project or just need some one-on-one private coaching, reach out and let's get growing. If you have a garden-related business or you're looking at starting a gardening business, including arboriculture, land clearing, firewood or a general plant growing and selling business. Let's work together in my one-on-one private business development coaching container, having helped my clients grow several six-figure plus businesses, including from startup to working on million-dollar open space management contracts for many years now. Let me help you and let's grow your business so you can leapfrog your profits and establish a viable and sustainable business. If you're looking for a business podcast, check out my The Let's Buzz You Up podcast available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If this episode was at all helpful, please share with others and let's get growing in any space, in any place and on any budget. Till next time, happy gardening and buzz you later.